change. This train not taking passengers. Technical difficulties aside, hey everyone. Um, clearly, I'm not recording at the uh, studio. I'm actually recording from my house. It's pretty sad that yeah, my studio here isn't my office isn't um isn't 100% set up yet. I know the echo is going to be really bad, and I'll do what I can to EQ it out. Um, Jesus Christ, which is really strange because the whole thing, like the whole room is carpeted. There's a rug. It's small. Like the room is a lot smaller than where I was last. I don't know why it's so echoey. Maybe it's just the noise cancellation in my ears. Whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to do a quick quick drop. I, I don't actually... Okay. Obviously, during during my day, if you, if you know anything about me, you know that I usually tweet what's on my mind. I don't usually... I don't really use Twitter for anything else other than the drop statuses. Like, I think people are actually listening. <laughs> um... But <laughs> I'll get motivated to do a recording of something. You know, like I'll have something on my mind that I won't have time. I won't get a chance to, you know, catch up with the guys or, you know, get on onto the podcast and actually be able to just vent and rant. You know, and that, that's, everyone knows that, you know, it's become like a form of therapy for me. But I thought in, <laughs> in the spirit of the lockdowns, the current lockdowns in Melbourne, which are, <laughs> my timing's impeccable. Yeah, these these lockdowns have been going for two weeks, and we're opening back up tomorrow to some degree. And I'm finding now to get the time to actually record something. Um, yeah, uh, timing. My timing is just perfect. Uh, yeah. I, <laughs> okay. Um, few things really have annoyed me. Okay. Okay, I'll start again. I know I'm, I'm rambling because. I mean, if you were to see this, you'd see just a foam recording apparatus that's, you know, like basically in front of me, obscuring my view. So it feels like I'm just talking to a pitch black wall. Um, yeah, I, I read the news and, you know, I hear things and whatever, and I get annoyed and things sort of set me off. And bless my friends for actually having the patience to listen to me just crap on in angry circles. <laughs> um, so... I thought maybe I should just get it off my chest before I go into the next episode, whenever that is. It won't be for at least another week. (laughs) Um, I saw something at the start of the the last lockdown. So, like, anyone that's not in Melbourne, you know, or... Yeah, anyone that's not in Melbourne right now um, may not know, but, yeah, Melbourne's having another lockdown. We're just closing... uh, We've been closed for two weeks. We were open for... We were meant to set for do it for a week, but let's be honest, everyone knew that it was going to be for at least two and even now, like, it makes no sense. I'm, you know, all for whatever's going to stop this pandemic or slow the burn. But um, I didn't get, like, we're at, we've got, like, 80 cases or something like that, and they're still opening us up, obviously bowing to public pressure. But at the same time, it makes no sense. I mean, we were in lockdown for, like, a couple people. And now the, the, the excuse that I'm hearing is, the reasoning behind, not the excuse, the reasoning I'm hearing is that it's traceable, we know it's come from, and everyone's isolated, blah, blah, blah. But... Anyway, um, this happened on the first week of lockdown. <laughs> uh, you know, you, you have your conspiracy theorists and you have your religious nuts and everyone, you know, the wokists and all that that came out and said, you know, this is crap. Why are we going into lockdown again? You know, it's a fake pandemic, blah, blah, blah. 
But the interesting thing is, I mean, we've covered the pandemic, obviously, extensively over the last, well, it's not even 12 months because we didn't do a podcast during the entire COVID. Maybe I did. But, you know, the funny thing is, it's not even funny. It's just amusing how stupid people are. Whether you believe the response by the government has been slack, slow, you know, misguided, whatever, okay, aimless, fair enough. Okay, even I agree on some points to to a certain degree. Whether you believe the pandemic is a a hoax, you know, and um, it doesn't exist and we're fine, you're clearly an idiot. And (laughs) I mean, hang on. You're clearly a moron because the, the common thing is where are the bodies? You know, like people would have died anyway. It's like, hang on, man. Like people are dying in unprecedented numbers based on a flu that they normally wouldn't have died from. So I'm sorry, but throw that, leave that on the shelf. Let's not even go into that because after 12 months, I'm sort of done dissecting that. This is the thing. This is the sticking point, new sticking point for me. Two things. So one thing about the uh, vaccines that have come out and two, the thing that sent me off, which motivated me to actually do this podcast to begin with. Now, <laughs> one thing I've heard about the vaccines, which I've discussed at length again, you know, um, is... Uh, you know, a few people have died from the vaccine. Yeah, medical complications, blah, blah, blah. So they're not trusting it. You know, this is and that. The vaccine's going to kill everyone. This is and that. The funny part is, is, well, not funny, but the sad part is, is that a lot of the people complaining about the vaccine killing off people are the same people that, A, didn't trust the government to begin with, apparently, and didn't believe the pandemic was real to begin with either. And for the first time in their, you know, in their lives, they've, they're not trusting a vaccine, whereas they would have had a thousand vaccines as a kid, you know, everything from mumps to rubella to, you know, whatever they've got. And they've never questioned anything, but now, you know, this vaccine, they don't trust. And I'm not going into the whole sheeple mentality thing again, because I talked about it with uh, old Simo the other, uh, the other week about how <laughs> Bill Maher had said, no, it wasn't, was it Bill Maher? No, no, it was Bill Burr. Bill Burr said, um, yeah, the government's plan to basically wipe us all off. So they're going after everyone that listens to the government, whereas all the anarchists and the rebels that aren't listening to the government, they're not going to get the vaccine, they're going to survive. Why would the government want to kill everyone that actually listens to them and does their bidding and leave the free, the free people, you know, to roam free and not, you know, handle infrastructure anymore? I mean... <laughs> I don't know, you've got wokists that, you know, don't listen to the government, so they'll be alive to drive the buses after the government kills everyone that does listen. It makes no sense. Anyway, and I'm sort of going everywhere because I'm, I'm tired and I'm hungry, <laughs> but I did have a point. The key irony in all of this is um, that moron out at Nary Warren, it was some, was it a Pentecostal church, I think? I think it was a I I looked it up when it actually happened, and I quickly forgot the idiot's name. This Muppet, there, there was some Christian group out in Nary Warren, yeah, good old Nazar Waza, um, that were defying the lockdown uh, things and they were outside doing their prayer groups. <laughs> it's just, it's so ridiculous. <laughs> I can't actually get through the sentence because the concept is entirely fucking stupid. Okay, so, <laughs> this prayer group out in Nary Warren were defying lockdown orders to, you know, stay home. And they were fighting, you know, the system. This fuckwit 
releases like a selfie video of him, you know, on his Insta or whatever it is, and he's got his little goatee and he's just talking about, he just comes off, I, this is all I got from it. And I, when I looked at it, I just went, are you fucking kidding me? I'll get to the point eventually. I'm really sorry, guys. Now, <laughs> he starts going off about how he doesn't trust government and he doesn't obey government and he's not a puppet and he's not a slave and blah, blah, blah and yada, yada. This is what all the while standing outside a church. <laughs> if you haven't caught on to why I find that fucking hilarious, then clearly we're on different wavelengths. Clearly you shouldn't be listening. I don't know how you found this podcast. And it's like, it is so wrong on so many levels. And I've said this to so many people who I've had this conversation with. I just thought I had to get it off my chest just to, for the, for the record, you know? So when I do go to jail or I'm up on trial, Someone can drum this one up. It's like, your honor. <laughs> now, again, the whole point was, um, <laughs> this idiot is talking about not, and, and this is the thing. I don't want to give this more on air, okay? He's not living rent free in my head. He's just, he's angered me for the last two weeks. I know once I get this off my chest, it'll become ir- completely irrelevant and it'll be fine, okay? And he, that idiot is, no more relevant than he was, no more irrelevant than he was two weeks ago, okay? He got himself a 10-second soundbite on the news, and that is basically the um, the pinnacle of his existence, you know, and I'm sure he's, all his mates are buying him, you know, uh, are buying him beers at the pub that they can't go to, you know, like, you know stick it to the man, right? But this, is the, this is the thing, right? Just the logic, the pure logic behind that that sort of, that's that phrase, that, that fucking... That stupid line really irritated me, and I'll tell you why. Number one, he's standing in front of a church, right, and he's talking about he doesn't trust government, and he's not a slave and a puppet, and he doesn't trust corrupt police. Forget the fact, forget that, you know, he's obviously got some sort of, you know, radar, like a, a gator for cops that, you know, weeds out corruption. So, you know, when someone robs him or breaks into his house or vandalizes something or touches his neighbor, he knows which cops to call. He's got them on speed. Like, forget, forget that. All right, forget that plot hole. Okay. <laughs> the fact that he's free to practice his, his religion of choice in a democratic country is a form of freedom that isn't granted by a higher power, but it's granted by the government in the country that you live in. You know, there are autocratic states out there. There are dictatorships. All types of countries. And yet he's talking about how he doesn't follow government and doesn't trust corrupt police and he's not a slave. Now, there are so many things wrong in that. So let's start with the government thing. If he's ever held a driver's license, he has no choice but to obey government. <laughs> like, if you've ever gotten on a train, you've obeyed government. Every time you know you don't run a red light, you obey government. If you live in a la- on a on a property title on, on a property with a title deed, you know you've obeyed government. They make it out as if they're living these, you know, um, what are they called? The no- these nomadic lifestyles where they preach like like they're Jesus, right? Where they just walk the land <laughs> and you know harvest their own crops and all this sort of crap. Okay, they don't. <laughs> Number two. The religious institution that they belong to 
enjoys the luxury of paying no tax on anything it does in its operation because of the laws the government grants them. And it's a uni- that's a universal law, almost, basically. Across the world, you're going to find that, you know, religious uh, institutions don't pay tax, okay? And a lot of people don't actually understand that. And it happened... <laughs> It happened to me at um at Easter a couple of, like you know last month at Greek Easter, and I was with my mum and my auntie at church at Saturday mass. Don't ask me why I was there. I was just standing outside. I was just chaperoning two, you know, elderly women while we're standing there. And the dude with the, you know, I'm standing next to my mum, and she turns. And she goes, "Oh, he takes some coins." I'm like, "What? Why?" She goes, "Oh, the guy with the plates coming." And I just laughed. I, I didn't even laugh. I just looked at her, and this is full in front of everyone. I said. What did they pay in income tax last year? And my, my mum started laughing. My auntie looked horrified. I said, what did they pay last year? What did they pay this week in income tax? Do you know what I've paid? And I've barely got enough to survive. I go, as if I'm donating to this thing. Are you, like, you've got to be kidding. And she, my mum just laughed and rolled with it, right? But that was my point. This clown <laughs> is, a, you know, he's taken it upon himself to fuck the system and fight the powers and, you know, thinks of himself as public enemy number one now and, you know, some sort of Johnny uh, Johnny uh, rebel because, you know, he put up like a 10-second fucking TikTok video talking about how he doesn't, he doesn't obey the government, he's not a slave and he doesn't trust corrupt cops. Yeah, nah, mate. <laughs> okay, so let's get that argument derivative out. Let's get that government sort of... Uh, thing out of the way. And the last one is the fact that he's saying that he's not a slave. Mate, you follow religious doctrine. By definition, following religious doctrine, which believes in a high power, such as, you know, in Christianity or Islam especially, right? It's a it's a doctrine of submission. You are literally in order to follow the creed according to the laws that have been set you know, by this higher power, whatever it is, right? Whatever theist you want to go with, really. Generally, we're talking. If you want to pull out some niche, you know, uh, chicken bone religion <laughs> that you're part of, like, that's great. You know, <laughs> find me. I Come and argue with me. I don't care, right? But generally, the general consensus is any theological, like, theist sort of doctrine is literally bound by submission. That is the whole point. <laughs> it's just... There was so, like, that whole thing made my brain break, man. Like, I I couldn't do it. You put your faith and your your destiny in the hands of this higher power, of the religion. So, by the creed of the higher power, and he's already got the plan for you. It's already set, all right? There's There's no freedom of choice, which is the irony about, you know, prayer, but that's another discussion for another day. Now... It's, and it's not the first time I've seen it, right? This happened uh, on the, on the weekend, a couple of days ago. No, it actually wasn't on the weekend. It was a couple of days ago. Right? Someone reshared like a, yeah, I didn't even look this person up. It just popped up on one of my Insta stories, right? And it was, it looked like a tweet from someone. Uh, I can't remember her name. And it said, um, uh, her name's Ali's, uh, Ali Zek, whoever the fuck that is. Right? I've got no idea. I'm, I'm an idiot, but. Said something like, I could never be attracted to a man wearing a mask because it shows his spiritual house is not in order. He has let man and government come between him and God and has revealed the weakness in his character and his faith. He can't rule himself, so he's ruled by those outside of him. I, 
I hit my mate straight back with that. And I said, I can never be attracted to a woman who thinks God governs everything around her. Subservience and flagellation to a delusion is a form of mental illness. <laughs> and to my friend's credit, all she replied to was, that is fair. Now, the amount of ironies and brain breakers in that tweet by this woman, Ali Zek or whatever her name is, right? The fact that wearing a mask is a sign of weakness and showing that, you know, your spiritual house is not in order because you've let the government come between you and God. No, motherfucker. <laughs> like, you know, the quiet, he can't rule himself, so he's ruled by those outside of him. That is literally the definition of mainstream religion. <laughs> Allow the church and, you know, their creed, which comes theoretically, hypothetically or whatever, from God, from, from a high power, from this deity, whoever it is, right? That is literally the definition of not ruling yourself and allowing yourself to be ruled by someone else. <laughs> and it's more and more of this shit that I've seen. For like, I mean, I've seen it slowly, slowly unfold. And it's like the zealots and the fundamentalists are just coming out of the woodwork and just laying it on even thicker. And I can't. I can't do it anymore. It all becomes, and it's it literally all comes down to a matter of inconvenience. No one gave a shit about the rubella vaccine. You know, no one, no one cared. <laughs> you know, measles, mumps, smallpox. Yeah, freaking smallpox, man. That would have wiped everyone out. And what kills me is every time, like, I mention any of these things, it's always the same counter arguments that just literally go nowhere. And I'm like, man, look at, just, do I have to point to the Black Plague? Right, look at the fucking Black Plague, man. It wiped out half of Europe. Why? Because they didn't have vaccines or masks. If they had vaccines and masks, they'd still be alive. <laughs> and the world would look like a totally different place. I don't know. It's just, it's starting really great. Because I'm getting lockdown fatigue as well. Yeah. And that's the thing. I'm actually starting to get lockdown fatigue. I'm not, I'm starting, I think some of the rash moves, some of the moves that the, the government's done lately has been a bit more gung-ho and less measured and maybe just more knee-jerk. But again, like, I'm not going to debate it. I can't be bothered. It's not worth it. We're nearly there. And this is going to go away eventually. But I'm just, just tired. That's all. There are a few things that I'm missing. You know, like, I can't see, you know, my family, my friends. You know, I, I can't go into the studio. I can't do a lot, you know. I can't go to the gym. I can't do anything. Like everyone else, and you know, there are people that are worse off. So this is the less. You know, we haven't had the death count that the poor bastards in Italy have had. You know, India is going through this massive wave right now, and they're fucked. So I'm not going to complain, but I'm starting to feel the strain as well. It it does suck. Um, what was the other thing? Uh, oh, Trump. <laughs> okay, this is this is one made me laugh. Okay, so for anyone that hasn't been following Trump, because it's sort of hard to follow Trump now, but the thing is he got banned from Facebook and Twitter. <laughs> he tried to pull a slick move, and they created like a generic Twitter, like a from the desk of Trump's organization sort of shit, and they jumped all over and said, nah, mate, this is literally you. It's like Trump coming back in with like a fake moustache. <laughs> it's like, nah, mate, that's not you. Um, yeah, my name's not Donald Trump, it's Ronald Dump. <laughs> Nevertheless, my whole thing was um, for 
the last sort of six months of his presidency and then after he got booted and all that sort of shit, um, he was sort of touting this whole thing about starting his own social media platform that was going to be free of, you know, truly free speech, basically. Anyone could get on there and say whatever they want. And he was touting it as being like next level, next generation, going to smoke Facebook and Twitter, you know, into the ground and all that sort of shit. And um, he launched it about a month ago and then ended up being just a blog. <laughs> and I'm not going to, I'm not going to go too hard into it. It's just, everyone's covered it so far, but he literally launched a blog account, you know, like a live journal. <laughs> I had a live journal account back in, fuck, I was in high school. <laughs> so it would have been like the end of the end, uh, the start of the two thousands. Right. I literally had a live journal account. We used to be just a rant page. Uh, me and uh, a mate of mine, Natalie, uh, ran it. But um, that was his groundbreaking, you know, social media take takeover, a blog. And the funny part is, is he let it go after a month because it wasn't pulling any traction. He wasn't getting the hits that he wanted. It was pulling less uh, visits than, you know, pet stock and uh, a bunch of websites typically, you know, <laughs> you wouldn't think would be massive multimedia, you know, movers and shakers. But, um... Yeah, he was getting no traction from it, so he just quietly disbanded it, you know, just shut down shop. And I saw an interesting take. Uh, who was it? I think it was John Iderola, someone from the Young Turks, had a really good take on it. And it made me laugh because I completely connected with it and I completely understood about it, to what they were saying. It was basically saying how there was two things. They, f- they were talking about why he would have shut it down, and someone said plain- plainly, he wasn't getting the reaction he wanted. Twitter basically feeded his ego. Every time he would say something, the world would stop. Trump would put out a tweet and everyone would jump on it, no matter how ridiculous it was, you know, baseless, whether it was something completely racist or one-eyed or whatever, okay? He, um, yeah, everyone would be all over it. He'd retweet it, he'd get the, you know, the virtual pats, pats on the back. Everyone would, you know, cater to his narcissistic uh, ego, you know? And that's what narcissists need. They need reassuring. They need all that sort of shit. But because it was just a blog and no one was in the comment section because, you know, it was going nowhere. And someone, I'm hoping it was the same people that were talking about, but they basically said how, you know, you're not going to get the average Joe six pack to jump on someone's blog and read what they're saying. Because the reason why Twitter works and why Facebook works is because when they go on, they're seeing photos of their family and friends. They're seeing photos of things that they like, you know, bikini models, cars, whatever they've subscribed to. And then Trump's tweets would sort of flicker into there and they just see it as a passing motion and then they'd retweet it or like it and then move on. You know, there was that draw. But if you want to go to the live journal, <laughs> you want to go to the dated blog of like, you know, a 70-something-year-old dude dealing with dementia and on- onset dementia... There's nothing to keep you there, nothing to retain, because he was just he was just dropping rant bombs, man. Like we're talking like paragraphs of just writing with no full stops. <laughs> it's just tiring. And it, when there's no you know only fans links popping up to distract you, then you really don't care anymore. So there was that, right? He wasn't getting the, the buzz, you know, that shot of um, uh, endorphins that you get from getting a like, you know. And the other thing was. Something like a blog is a creative element, and this is what the Iderola was talking about, and I completely connected with it. You know, especially as, even after I started this podcast, you know, I had a lot of people coming up to me out of the woodwork after they'd found out that we'd had it, 
and talking about how they were going to start one and blah, 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 and they should come on and they're doing this and doing that. And I always invited them. I said, well, give me something relevant that you want to come on for and, you know, we'll do it. Or, you know, when I used to tell people I was in a band back in the day or, you know, produced hip-hop music or whatever the fuck it is, you know, do, do design my tees and all that sort of stuff. You know, I've always been a creative. Like, I've always had a creative outlet. I started a, a live blog, which I was um, emailing to an emailing list back when I was, like, 18, 17, 18 years old. I was 18. Well, it was my first day of TAFE. And um, I emailed it to, you know, 50-odd people, and then some of them returned back with me, like, hey, man, I forwarded it to my mate. I want you, you to add them to the, your emailing list. So this was back in 2003. So I've always done creative shit. The key thing with creative shit is the, the, the motivation to do something creative like that isn't adulation or recognition from other people. It comes from within. Like, that is purely where it comes from. And the reason why people get a following is because these people generally stay true to their identity and their art or whatever it is, whatever the, their form of creativity is. You know, whether even if it is just, you know, um, subjective opinion, you know, doing op-ed pieces or whatever. You know, their personality resonates with someone, their opinions might resonate with someone, their work resonates with someone. That's why you like, share, follow, subscribe, <laughs> which, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I love it. Like, every now and then, someone will come out of the woodwork that I don't know listens to this podcast, and they'll tell me that they listen to it. I'm like, okay, why don't you ever share it? I'm like, you know, I've seen a thousand pictures of your, your neighbor's nephew, but I've never seen this on your feed. Oh, well, that's another. I'm clearly disgruntled. But anyway, I love you all. Now, <laughs> what I was going for was <laughs> Trump realized that doing a blog and writing these insane passages that weren't gaining any traction. It's tiring because he's not getting the endorphins from the likes, shares, follows, and subscribers. So it's like, well, why am I doing this? It's hard. And I, Adarola, I think, said it uh, when he said, you know, you start a podcast or you start, you know, a YouTube channel or something or, you know, whatever it is, you need to keep doing it. You've got to come up with, like, a set amount of episodes, you know, and you might say to yourself, I'm going to commit to, you know, 10, 20 episodes and then see how I feel about it. But the thing is, is that if you're a creative and you're trying to get this form of media out, for whatever reason, you don't stop at 20. Even if no one's listening, you don't stop at 20. You keep going and you do it just because you want to do it. And proof of that is I've now done, you know, 120, 130. I mean, I think it's like 125 episodes of the podcast so far. And then, you know, a dozen or so drops by myself. All right. And this is, you know, all for love, literally. I've been doing this since 2016 now. So, you know, five, five years on, and, yeah, I still pay studio rent. I paid it all through COVID. I didn't even get in there once. I pay for all the overheads, like I've said, you know, on that uh, Shout Me A Coffee uh, website. Yeah, my overheads for having this podcast is 500 bucks a month without doing any work whatsoever. So I've got to sh- shell that out. Trump <laughs> didn't have the time in the day or the energy or the interest to keep his blog going for longer than a month because he wasn't getting, you know, the pats on the ass about it. And it re- that really made me laugh. I, I don't know why. It just made me laugh because <laughs> it was so true. It rang so true. Um, anyway, I don't really have much more to say. Um, you know what got me today? I was driving home. And I stopped to do some groceries. And as I've come out, 
I've gone a turn off on a, like a main road. So I've veered off like where I am at a T intersection and I've, I've gone to turn left. And uh, it was a, like a pedestrian crossing, like a zebra crossing, you know, at the T intersection. And so I've, I've stopped. But this muppet behind me sort of like drove up as fast as they, like they were coming right up my ass and they've slammed like within an inch of my car. And I just looked in the mirror and they're like glaring at me. And so I've waited for the pedestrian to cross and I've taken off and pulled back out on the main road. And as I've seen, they've taken off, you know, behind me. They weren't even coming towards it. They weren't even turning the way I was. I went straight. But they were anxious to get past me. And I've looked at their car and like the whole front end was taped up with duct tape. <laughs> like the, the bumper was getting lifted. And I'm like, that's why your car's taped up like that. That was because <laughs> you're driving like a fucking maniac. I, I don't know. I think ever since I got a bike, I'm just noticing just how dangerous people are and how little people give a shit now on the roads. There's no indicating. Indicating is optional. You know, so many times I've, I've gone in a, like, I was on, where was I going? I think I mentioned it on a pod, on one of the podcasts a little while ago. Like I said it, you know, it's not you that has to be careful on the road. It's you being careful of other idiots on the road. It was some clown. Like I was driving, I was driving somewhere, riding somewhere. Maybe I was driving. I don't know. But some Muppet veered from like the a four lane highway, veered from the right lane across four lanes to get into the le- far left, cut me off, no indicators, nothing. And I've like beeped, like what the fuck? Like, you know, slammed the brakes. And as they've pulled past me, they've just, they haven't even looked. They've just stuck their arm out and just given me the finger. And when I pulled up and I saw his face, he looked at me and he just sort of shit himself. And I was, because he realized that he wasn't fucking with some old woman that beeped him. It was some dude that could probably take him out. And so he had his wife and his kids in the car. <laughs> I don't know. People are losing their shit. Maybe it's not just the lockdowns. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to wrap this shit because I'm really hungry. Um, I just have to get that off my chest. And I've got to see if this is even recorded properly because, once again, nothing's set up and everything's echoey as fuck. I have a feeling it's just the fact that I haven't got noise-canceling headphones on. I'm using, like, little ear pods for some reason. I may as well just left them off. Anyway, um, yeah, take it easy. Hold up.